Welcome to the C3 Calgary podcast. We're so grateful that you're a part of our family and we'd love to invite you to one of our services. To find locations, times, and more information about our church, visit our website at myc3church.ca or find us on Instagram. Enjoy the message. Amen. All right, you can be you can be seated, everybody. It is, it is true. Seven months in front of a camera. Uh, churches churches uh, you know uh, in Toronto they've just gone into other uh, more restrictions, haven't they, babe? Ugh, itching itching to uh, get back into church. But what we have seen happen is some amazing things happen online, and it's and that's really awesome for everybody watching online. Today, just so welcome that you're here, you're part of the family, we're believing with you. Lean in, don't watch in your pajamas, make sure you get out of bed, don't just roll over and turn the phone on, lean in, get your faith ready, and, uh, and we've just seen some amazing things happen in Toronto, but right now, as it stands right now, there, there's nothing on the horizon in terms of in-person services for us in downtown Toronto, so... We've made some other decisions with, uh, but the church as well. We've made some other decisions with some missions work that we're doing and some and some other things. And there's a lot of fun stuff going on. So pray for Toronto. You know, we all walk around with pool noodles and make sure that we uh, stay that far away from each other. And you know, Toronto's a great city. But I'm glad to be here. This is fun, and I'm excited today. They're putting six and a half hours on the clock for me to make up time. But listen, this season has been a church appreciation season, like because you don't know what you don't have until you don't, well, you don't know what you had until you don't have it. And for me, the house of God is irreplaceable. Being in the atmosphere of faith, in the presence of faith-filled believers standing with one another, isolation is, is just, and it's not the way we were created to live. And so, this presence of worship, how, how many people loved worship this morning, right? Just singing together, praising together. Um, and this, like, so my encouragement to you now that you're here in person is don't lose the, the gratitude and the appreciation for the house. Don't become familiar with it because we're biting at the bit to try and, like, just experience it again and just just experience it again today and I think for many people in our church is they didn't realize man like if I had a new had a knew that I was gonna hit a pandemic and be out of commission and isolated for seven months even longer in Toronto maybe I would have shown up to church a little more frequently than I did when it was going, you know, you just, re- man, wow, like it's something really unique and special. And I, for one, t- took it for granted until it was gone. So I don't know if you relate, but let's always be grateful for the gate of heaven, for the local house of God. Amen. Amen. So I'm, this awesome series, God Has a Name, I'm preaching about Elohim today. Elohim and the Word of God, the Word. God's Word. These two things, these two ideas go hand in hand. You can't separate them. God is the Word. The Word is God. So, and Elohim is Creator God. And so, uh, so get it, get your Bibles. You can, I'm doing a bunch of different scriptures, but you can turn to John chapter 1. And so, 
This is one of the greatest names of God, the Creator. So you could write that in your notes, right? Creator. Uh, Creator. It's the first idea that we see in the Bible. When you open up to Genesis 1 verse 1, it says these words, In the beginning, God. Okay, so there, like right there, you've got to look at the way the Bible opens up. In the beginning, God. But it wasn't just God. In the beginning, God and who He was created. This speaks, this speaks into who God is. And it's important because our appreciation for the Word of God goes hand in hand with how we see God. And how we see God comes out of our appreciation of His Word. So in the beginning, God created the heavens and the universe. He didn't just create, you know, a model toy truck. It, it was something significant. When you stare out to the stars, you ought to reflect on Genesis 1 verse 1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And how did He do it? He did it through His Word. He spoke. So these two things go, Elohim is the direct relationship that we have with the Word of God comes out of our understanding of Creator God. So John 1 verse 1 paints that picture for us. Let's read it. John chapter 1 verse, verse, verse 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. This is obviously referring to Jesus. The Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through Him, all things were made. Without Him, nothing was made that had been made. In Him was life. Somebody say life. If you're sitting at home, say life, so your neighbors can hear it. In Him was life, and that life was the light of mankind. In the last seven months, COVID has, we've seen so many different things happen. We, we intended that this was going to be a three-week flatten the curve. It turned into seven months, but now the aftermath of what we're going to see in the mental health of our world and what we're going to see in the uh, economic health of our world and the, and the aftermath of this pandemic is we're going to see the confusion and the anxiety and, and we're going to see the ripple effect of what this has done to humanity all around the world for many years to come. So yes, we're gonna, this is going to pass, and, but God is going to use it. But we, need to, we can't lead other people into a place of security and strength without leading them into the Word of God. The Word. Somebody say the Word. So this matters right now. It's confused, the world's confused, struggling, stressed, and shaky. In our church... Many people have lost jobs. Many people have had relationship breakdowns. Marriages have gone through divorce just in the COVID season. Thought they were doing okay. Didn't realize they couldn't live with one another. And then decided to make a split. In seven months, isolation and loneliness, fear and anxiety. But all this happens is because where does our faith come from? Faith comes from hanging out with one another, especially when you come to church. If you rub shoulders, iron sharpens iron, you rub shoulders with one another, you will find your faith energized when you come to C3. It's a, it's a, it's a beautiful place. But faith comes by hearing the Word comes by hearing God's voice, being in relationship as the created with the Creator. Being in relationship with Elohim is where faith comes from. So these quick fixes that we all go through just don't, and everyone went through, everyone went through a little bit of soothing in COVID. I don't know what you did, but you know, I would treat myself a little, like COVID happened and I'm like, oh my gosh, what's going on around the world? Can't do church. And you know, we had Ayla on March 12th, March 13th, Toronto announced we couldn't do church. I'm checking the news as Ayla's been born. We had, our, we're hippies, we have babies at home. And so 
we, uh, we had Ayla at home, and as Ayla's uh, being born, I'm checking the news, and, and like, it, it's crazy. Like, everything, our world's got flipped upside down, if we were to be honest. The normal as we knew it, all of a sudden changed in an instant, in a moment. And so what do you do if you don't already have relationship with Elohim, with the Word of God? If you don't, if you don't have relationship with Creator God through His Word, that He is speaking to the created, that He is speaking to us, then what do we do when, when normal gets flipped upside down? So I treat myself like Briar's vanilla bean ice cream in a mountain in my bowl with like at least half a tub of Nutella dumped on top. That was my treatment. You know, everyone felt a little entitled to, we, I deserve a little extra Netflix. You know, all, anyone watch all 13 Fast and the Furious movies? Through co- like, yep, yours truly. Just just binging that stuff, getting some home edit in, anyone? No. Well, Jess thinks it's a revelation. I haven't checked it out yet. But, but these things don't happen. We can self-medicate, but that is not what forges and forms security in our lives. There is only one place, and as the church, we are surrounded by a world of people that don't know the Word. We are, we are surrounded, passing by, driving out to the, seeing the beautiful mountains on the way out here, and there are thousands and millions of people around Calgary that don't know what you know. Their relationship with Elohim is unawares right now, but they are left to their own devices and bowls of vanilla bean ice cream to try and make sense of what's going on in a confusing world. And this world is confusing if you don't have the truth of the Word of God, and I'll get there in a minute. So we must build our lives off the Word of God because John 1 verse 1, uh, John 1 says that in that Word is life. In Him, in the Word, in Creator God, you, don't, you can't separate Elohim and the Word. They are one. They are one. All right, let's go. Okay, because the world now looks at the Word of God and doesn't give it any credit. So number one, we must approach God's Word as God's Word. We must approach God's Word as God's Word. I know this is simple, but many people in church don't even do this. They're like, well, how did the Bible get canonized? And like, let's debate it. And let's like, okay, so we must approach God's Word as God's Word. Paul thanked the Thessalonian church, the very first church that was that the very first early church was the church of Thessalonica. And Paul, in Paul's letter to the Thessalonians, he thanked them for their approach to the Word of God. Not that they read the Word of God, but how they read the Word of God. And it's not that you read the Bible every day as a good Christian going to C3 Calgary West or C3 East Village. It's not that you read the Word of God. It's how you read the Word of God, whether it generates life in you. It's our approach to it. So let's read it. 1 Thessalonians 2 verse 13 says, And we also thank God continually because when you receive, somebody say received. At home, received. When, some, when you receive the word of God, which you heard. Faith comes by hearing the word of God. Somebody say heard. Okay, but you accepted. Somebody say accepted. You accepted it. How many people know that the Bible is rejected today? Maybe not in your house, but your house might be covered. Your house is good. But what about your neighbor's house? Do they accept the Word of God like you accept the Word of God? 
Or do they treat the Bible the same as any other, like Eastern religion book or anything that they're reading from Oprah Winfrey's shelf? I don't know. But like, do they, how do they, how are they accepting it? And they accepted it, not as human word, but as it actually is. Come on, somebody. The word of God. They accepted it not as human word, not as a Santa Claus story, not as human advice. They accepted it as the word of God, which is indeed at work. That's how it works. It starts to work in your life because you accept it that way. It's not that you read your Bible. Nobody cares about your 12-month Bible in a year program if you don't receive it in a way. How are you diving into the Bible? It matters. It's indeed at work for those who believe. So they receive it. They accepted it and they believe it. You get that pattern every day when you read the Holy Scriptures. If you receive it and you accept what God is saying and you believe it, it will be at work in your life. You will face many different pandemics in your life. You will face many different crises in your life. But I'm telling you, if you receive it as the Thessalonians did, if you accept it as the Thessalonians did and believe in it as the Thessalonians did, it will work. It's God's Word. God, Creator God, Elohim, it's His Word. And this is what causes transformation in our life. So why is it to some just a letter? Words on a page and to others it's the most powerful book on the planet. How do you sit next to someone in church and they're treating the Bible as suggestive text? But it doesn't seem to be functioning in life. I mean, I mean, I check it out or whatever, and I look at that scripture and I'm, I accept it. I look at that scripture and I reject it or like whatever, and it's suggestive text. And then you come to church and think, I don't know, the word's just like flourishing in my world. There's fruit everywhere. But then in, in the person sitting next to you, you don't get it because like they're not experiencing the same transformation as you're experiencing. It's in our approach to accept it. That it's actually God. It's God's Word. 2 Timothy 3.16. All, all Scripture is God-breathed. Hebrews 4 verse 12. The Word of God is living and active. Okay, so the Bible came alive to me. Like probably around about 15, 15 years of age, when it was no longer, you know, the story of Noah, some loaves and fish, something about creation, and a bunch of quotes I see on the back of toilet doors. Like it wasn't, it, it became, when does it become more for you? And I might be preaching to the choir here today, but don't be thinking about yourself, be thinking about your city. Like you might be good, you might know it's the Word of God, but if we can't be disciple makers of a generation that don't know this is God. If we, if we, do they know how can they know if nobody, if nobody preaches and shows them? And we've got a world getting tripped up in politics and moral codes and ethics and all this confusion, and we don't know up from down. So it's got to transform. If we don't see, for God, if we don't see God as Elohim, if we don't see Him for who He really is, we won't accept His Word with the power and authority it actually has. You can't just make up authority in the Bible. You have to have a revelation where you saw him as creator. Because he's alive, you know. He's not an idol. He's not like a man-made piece of wood. He's creator God. And when you see him you, that way, you worship him different. 
and you evangelize different. You see your neighbors different. Have they met their creator? It's not were they created by God. We know that as fact, but they just haven't had that revelation yet. And it's going to happen. It's going to happen. We've got to see him for who he is, so we place value on his words. Okay, so I was going through Sydney Airport once. One time I went to Australia, and I wasn't traveling with Jess. And this weird time coming through through the security area to pick up the bags, there was like, there was like, it was like a ghost town. There was like no one there. And it was, this was about 2012 or 13 or something. No one was there. And, and I have a conversation. There was just these other, there was these four other guys. I'm having a conversation with them. They look cool. And I know I'm cool. So, so, that's <laughs> not true. So, but I was just like, whatever. I was bored, waiting for bags. Start talking to these guys. Long story short, so like, I'm, I, I start to leave where they are, got my bags, start to go out. I notice someone taking photos of them. And I'm like, oh, that's interesting. They must be someone important. Whatever. As I leave, go through the glass doors where everybody is outside security, there is a sea of 13-year-old girls with signs and flowers and screaming. And I'm like, wow, you know, this is nice reception into Sydney. I'm like... You know, and so, so I happened to take a photo with these guys, and I sent the photo to Jess, and I'm like, who are these guys? Like, you know, I'm not the most culturally relevant dude. And Jess sends back, and it's like, uh, Sam, that's One Direction. <laughs> like Harry Styles. You just, and like, you know, for those of you in, in the room or watching that don't know, they're just famous people. So if I hadn't known who... I was talking with, I might have valued the conversation with a bit more weight. If I had understood who the words were coming from, I might have thought more deeply about the words. I might have valued the time with greater value. I might have slowed it down a little bit and made my own little pretty sign with glitter. Like, I don't know. It says that we only value what a person says at the same level of authority we give that person. In Matthew 10, 41, it says, whoever welcomes a prophet in the name of a prophet will receive that reward. Whoever welcomes a righteous person in the name of a righteous person will receive that reward. And if you welcome Creator God as Elohim, you value His words as they really are. And you will receive the fruit of the transformed life of you becoming a new creation in who exactly you were created to be. How do you read it? How do you read it? Number two. So we're like, well, we don't value, like a lot of the world says, well, what credibility is there? Can I trust it? We have such a cynical world that we live in. I know I do in Toronto and I know it exists here. But so many people are just cynical in their approach to the truth of the Word of God, and it's not, it's a trust issue. Can I trust it? Just all these preachers up on stage, and they just tell me what to think. Can I trust it? I don't want people to believe because I preached a sermon. doesn't matter how good I am as a preacher. That's not where revelation comes from. It comes from God's Word. I'm just some vehicle that hopefully in that moment, you wouldn't hear from Sam, you would hear from God. And so, 
It can be trusted. I'm telling you, if you're in this room and you're not sure whether you can base your entire life and existence off the Bible, I'm telling you that you can trust it. So we just recently did a significant house renovation and engineers are kind of the first guy on the job, looking at the foundation, looking at the way things get situated in the house and they, you need plans with a stamp. And this stamp costs a lot of money. Like, like you know, they send you the bill and it's like, you get paid what an hour? <laughs> Jess, I'm becoming an engineer. Um, <laughs> so now I could arrogantly say, ah, oh, whatever, I know how to build a house, right? I don't want to pay the price. I'm going to ignore the credentials, the stamp, and I'm going to do it my way. I'm just going to build this house. Sure enough, over time, I do it that way, the house falls down. This is some people's lives. Because we don't acknowledge the credibility of Creator God, and we're not willing to pay the price to walk the road, and we don't understand why there's cracks all through our life. And so, but we didn't do it like that way, thank God. Also because the permit department wouldn't let us. But when you get the, when people build their lives because they see, see that there is credibility and then they trust the stamp and do it that way, doesn't matter how you feel about it, you'll apply it and it'll work. It can be trusted. It says it like this in Matthew chapter 7, verse 24. Therefore, anyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who builds his house on a rock. How is our nation building their house? How are people all over our country establishing their life in the middle of a pandemic? I want to tell you that the facts are out, the percentages are out, that it's less people building it off truth than there are who are, aren't. Okay, so we've got, we've got something to do. Okay, but you and I know that because I'm preaching to the choir. You and I know that it's credible. So number three. So we know that God's word can be trusted or maybe you're just starting to question that right, right now. So this is where Elohim comes into play. God's credibility is creation. God's credibility on whether he can be trusted is creation. Okay, Sam, I don't believe you. Okay. Second Peter chapter 3 verse 3 to 7. God's credibility is creation. Most importantly, this speaks, this passage of scripture speaks into exactly the theological climate that we live in today. Second Peter 3 verse 3 to 7. I'm reading from the New Living Translation. Most importantly, I want to remind you that in the last days, in the days of 2020, scoffers will come, mocking the truth and following their own desires. People will say, Christians are cuckoo. Forget what they say. It's old-fashioned. Scoffers will come and they will mock the truth and follow their own desires. Verse 4, they will say, so what happened to the promise of Jesus coming again? You know that whole second coming thing that you guys keep talking about? So what? Well, he hasn't come back, has he? Losers, right? That's how they approach it. But he, they're basically saying, all the truth that you say, when you say people will get healed, I haven't seen someone get healed, it's all a hoax. 
They'll say, I haven't seen Jesus come back. It's all a hoax. They'll say, you know, I tithed once and it didn't work. It's all a hoax. Whatever it is, however a scoffer applies it to discredit God's word, they'll do it. From the times of our ancestors, everything has remained the same. This is what they say. Nothing's changed. Whatever. I'm going to live my life. It's all hoopla. Verse 5. They deliberately forget that God made the heavens long ago by the word of his command. They deliberately ignore creation. And that he brought the earth from the water and surrounded it with water. Then he used the water to the Noah and the flood. Used the water to destroy the ancient world with a mighty flood by his word. And the same word, this last part's heavy, and the same word, the present heavens and the earth will be stored up for fire and being kept for the day of judgment when the ungodly people will be destroyed. Okay, so. (laughs) So it's kind of like whether you like it or not, God's word is true. And it's proved through the credibility of his creation. Elohim, he is creator God. Okay, so it's not whether God's word is true or not. It's just have you met creator or not. If we can get that, we can start to see people build their lives off truth. And there's this whole thing of like, well, what is truth right now? What color should I use, red or green? You gave me Christmas colors. That's nice. Merry Christmas. All right. So if everyone can see this, it's not going to be a... So there's a thing called a plumb line. You know what a plumb line is, right? Whatever. You can't argue... So what is truth? That's the question. Truth. Word. God's word. Like, why should we listen to it? What is our compass? You can't argue with a plumb line. It is true. Okay? And then we have a thing called a spirit level. I don't know. How do you draw a level? And it has like a little bubble... Right? Builders use this stuff. Okay? So, a spirit level, the Holy Spirit reminds you of everything Jesus said. So the Holy Spirit, the spirit level is true. Doesn't matter what you believe morally, gravity is gravity. Okay? Now, the angle that the plumb line and the spirit level make is called a, what angle is that? A right angle where the Bible gets the word righteous. Injustice, which is a really awesome postmodern word, what is injustice? What is just? What is injustice? You know, there's so much injustice in the world. We have to get an idea of what biblical injustice is so that we can appropriate truth in our life so we can know up from down. So, injustice to God, injustice has to be measured and judged. God is the judge. What does he judge against? He judges against righteousness. Any judgment against righteousness that is one degree off plumb or one degree off level is injustice. It's, not, it's judged and it's not right. God designed it. It's His Word. It's not, it's not up for grabs. The plumb line is the plumb line. The spirit level is the spirit level. Righteousness is righteousness. So, when there's black brutality, 
and we call it when there's injustice against black, our black friends, brothers and sisters, and, and, and there's black brutality, it's injustice according to God's right angle. So it's injustice. But when it's your truth and my truth, and we can talk about a whole list of other things, and so somebody else's truth looks a little bit more like that, and it's not level according to God's word and the credibility of his creation, the injustice they believe is subjective to their version of what is right. So an individual judges their own version of society against their own version of morality and then says that's an injustice, but it's subjective to man making gods out of themselves. So... We know and have to understand that it's too hard to say you should just take this and eat it. You should just take this and get it. But what we could do is say, You've, have you met Elohim? Have you met your creator? Because unless we see God as creator God, ultimate authority, Unless we see him separate, that he is the Alpha and the Omega. I'll get the keys up now. Unless we see him as who he really is, then we won't place the authority on what he has said. And if we don't place the true authority and weight behind what he has said, it's like if we can't get the very first verse in the Bible, we won't approach, we won't approach the rest of the book the right way. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Well, that's just a made up story. I don't know. It's all, it's just metaphorical. No, it's not. He is Elohim. He created the universe and created you. He formed you in the womb or before the womb. Every baby before they're even in the womb were designed by Elohim, creator God. So when we talk about what is morally right and wrong, we need to just go to the Word. And when the Spirit reminds us of everything Jesus said, it will make us read the Bible in a whole different way. I'm passionate about this. Because Toronto needs it. Because Calgary needs it. Because our nation needs to meet their Creator. They need to meet God. They need to meet Elohim. In my opinion, it might be one of the most significant name. Creator. Because I know that you're creative. But your voice, my friend, has no power to form light out of darkness. Unless by faith you lean on His Word. So you might pick up the Bible differently tomorrow. Like the Thessalonians, you might read it differently tomorrow. Approach it. Be like, and then all of a sudden, this thing just comes alive. It's like, wow. Why? Because Creator God gave us a book that shows us righteousness. That shows, He's given us generously creation where He says, if you look at it, no one can argue. 
He's given us everything we need that if we understand the authority of His Word, our lives will never be the same again. So right at the very end here, if we believe the first verse, in the beginning God created, if we believe Elohim, we'll place the authority on the rest of the Bible, we'll value it, we'll read it, we'll believe it, and we'll apply it, and we will have life. So my question isn't to you, what do you believe is right or wrong? My question to you is, who do you believe is God? Do you know God? Do you know about God and you've never truly given your life to Him? I just want everybody to bow your head and close your eyes with respect to this moment. And if you're watching online, I want you to know that God is speaking to you right now and that you're included in this. We're, we're about to have a moment that invites Him into our lives if you need to do that. And I believe this is one of the most significant moments in church. A place where people meet their Creator. So if you're in this room, or if you're watching this message, I want you to ask yourself with your head bowed and your eyes closed, I want you to ask yourself, is my life right with God? Do I need to give my heart to Him? Do I need to start a relationship with my Creator? Or do I need to repent and renew my relationship with my Creator? So with nobody looking around and in this prayerful moment before God, what I'm going to ask you to do is, in a moment, I'm going to ask you to raise your hand if you're in the room. And if you're online, I want you to reach out to this church. And we're just going to pray a prayer together. And then it's my prayer that you would see God for who He really is. And believe in His Word for what it really is. So if that's you in this room, with nobody looking around, you know that you need to give your life to Jesus for the first time or you need to recommit your life to Jesus. You just know your life isn't where it should be with your Creator and you want to repent and you want to give your heart all over to Him again. If that's you with nobody looking around, raise your hand up so I can acknowledge it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That's three people in this room. If you're online, thank you. Thank you. That's five. Awesome. And if you're online, this matters. Don't let this moment pass you by. Thank you. You can put your hands down. Is there anybody else that wants to join these five people that's like, yep, man, this is me. I've been coasting. It's not real, and I want to make it real. I want to renew. Thank you. It's awesome. I see that hand. You put it down. Amazing. Amazing. Awesome. Why don't you just stand to your feet, everybody in the room? And if you're at home, I, I, I believe you should stand to your feet too. And let's just pray this prayer together. Repeat after me. Say this. This is a prayer that by faith that acknowledges God, repents of sin, and invites Him to transform your life. So repeat this after me. Say, Dear Jesus, I thank You that You 
came from heaven and died on a cross for me. Forgive me of my sin. Make me new right now and help me follow you as Saviour and Lord from this moment on. Transform my life by your word, Creator God. Amen. Amen. Come on, give God some praise. Amen. Amen. Come on. Hey, this is awesome. You don't know who's watching that. You don't know. And my prayer is that the city of Calgary and the nation of Canada, that we would be ambassadors that help people see, create a God, that believe in His Word, and then know that truth is not confusion, and that we can build our lives off this. This is how we were meant to live. And it's awesome. And if you're one of those people that made a decision, uh, I'm sure that Pastor Stephen is going to give you instructions after the end of the service. But if you're watching online, reach out to this church. You need to be connected. Do not stay isolated. Do not stay isolated. Reach out, get connected, stay connected. Well, Pastor Lorne, I'll give it back to Pastor Stephen. You can come up. But it's such an honor and privilege, man, to be able to just preach in a room live. It's so much fun. God bless you. But I just pray one, I just pray, Father God, just bow, bow your head and close your eyes. Father God, for everybody in the room, for everybody watching right now, Lord God, that we would see you for who you really are. This series is brilliant. God has a name. Do you know it? And do you know what each name signifies over your life? And I thank you that in this time before Christmas, that we would really embrace this, that we would really get it, and it would transform us. Lord, it would renew our thinking and transform our lives, that we would leave here never to be the same again, that every single time we approach your word, it has that power of potential. In your name, Jesus, we pray, we honor you. Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening. To hear more messages like this one, make sure to subscribe to our podcast. And check out our C3 Calgary live stream on YouTube. If this message resonated with you and you'd like to give to our church, you can do so on our website at myc3church.ca. See you next week.